Welcome to The Determined Mom Show, the only marketing podcast dedicated to guiding mom CEOs into tranquility, wealth, and multiplying those precious moments. Welcome to this episode of The Determined Mom Show. I have with me the amazing Kiri Honey, who, and she is the CEO of Kiri Honey Limited. So welcome. Thank you, Amanda. It's so great to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about this topic. And it's something that we actually haven't really ever talked about on the show before, which is it's hard to find a topic like that. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, definitely. So today we're going to talk about how to reconnect your relationship after having kids. And you can go ahead and tell the audience about you and, you know, about how you got into helping couples. Okay. It was exactly three years to the day of this recording, which is March 25th, that my life changed forever. I was at home with my my son who was five months old at the time. My daughter was at a local play group with some friends. My husband came home unexpected. It was like 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, I was excited at first, like, why is he, why is he here? Yay. And then it dropped to fear because he had this look on his face and I knew something was wrong. He came up to me. I was folding, washing on the couch. He came up to me, dropped to his knees and said, I did something. And my heart dropped I was like, what, what did, what did you do? Yeah. What, what happened? He said, I was with someone and I was in shock. I like, he was crying. I was like, again, like just, I don't even know how to respond to that. This was completely out of the blue. Um, a hundred percent unexpected something I like, yeah, I never expected this from him. Right. Um, so I just started crying and I, I didn't understand. Um, and to give a little more context, three days before this, I had been diagnosed with postnatal depression, quite severe. And although I can't, like my husband would not have told me this at this time, if he hadn't been blackmailed into it. Wow. So that's a whole other interesting part of the story. Yeah. So basically what happened from there, I decided to take the kids away. To be honest, I don't even know why. I feel like it was like, I was expected to to do that. Like this is the normal response. When somebody tells you this, you leave. And so I went and stayed with a friend for a night and (laughs) because, you know, life was not easy with two little kids and depression and this news, it was like two in the morning. I was at a friend's house. Everyone was screaming like, no, (laughs) it was not a fun time for anybody. Um, I called my husband and I said, you need to get over here. You need to help me fix this. And that morning. I basically decided that I had a choice. I could either let this moment, this realization, this whatever happened, it could either define me and it could destroy my relationship 
and I could, yeah, I could let this be the end or I could choose to work through it. And it was in that like 24 hours after this all came out that we did, we decided we were going to make it work and we worked really hard at it and we did and we have, and we have the best marriage now much better even than it was before the kids. So that is what I now do with other moms. I, I don't, don't necessarily have to have gone through the same drama as, (laughs) as me. I do work with, with moms who have dealt with infidelity and who do want to make it work, but also just how important it is to reconnect because the dynamics change so much when kids come into the picture. Yes. Um, and we forget, we forget how important it is. Our relation, we just don't prioritize it. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to take each other for granted and to forget that actually, if it weren't for those two people, there wouldn't be any kids at all. Right. And it's like, you also kind of forget about who that person like was beforehand. My husband and I were just talking about that last night. We brought, he brought up, I don't know, one of us brought up something and, and I was like, oh yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, it'll be like before we had kids. Oh, I think it was, (laughs) it was, it was our daughter, our third daughter going to kindergarten in the fall. I was like, you know, we can actually have like date days, like during the day when all three of our kids are in school. And he was like, oh yeah, it'll be like before we, you know, had kids. And I'm like, yay. Yeah. Oh, I know. (laughs) Yeah. Like I remember you back then. (laughs) Yeah. And, and we, we were like, you know, we prioritized each other. We had fun. We enjoyed doing things. And then the kids come in where we're like, Oh, <laughs> yes, exactly. And it's like, um, who are you again? You're like the yeah. dad, right? Like, it's like, you only know them as like the dad now, you know? So it's hard. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. So what can we do to overcome those changes in relationships and, you know, kind of make that reconnection again? The main thing that I found was very much looking within. Like you have no control over anyone else, kids, (laughs) husbands, nobody except yourself. And I, like, like I said, I made the choice that I was going to make this work. I mean, my husband also wanted to make this work. So that helps, but, (laughs) but I was, it's so easy to blame as well. Like it's especially when there's an infidelity because, you know, how dare you do this to me that like all of that. But what I did was I looked within and the role that I played in this. And I, and I do talk about the 10 mistakes that I made that led to the unraveling of my marriage. And it's, it's in that really looking within that you can make the changes and be able to move forward. Would you like me to share what those 10 things are? Yes, please. Definitely. (laughs) Okay. So number one is the expectation that my husband should be there for me no matter what. And to expand on that a little bit, I, at the time I was only sharing the negatives. I was never saying anything like, 
these great things I did today with the kids or any of that, I would only say, oh, I'm so tired. Oh, these kids are hard. All of that, which doesn't, which doesn't really put out a very nice energy to come home to. (laughs) I would also, so the number two is I would say things like, what do you know? So I wouldn't hear my husband out and what he had to say about parenting, about um, any of the issues that I was having and the struggles and because, you know, it's in his nature to try and fix things, but I would not let him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I would talk to anyone else, but him. Yeah. There's also that common saying, happy wife, happy life, which I believe has caused a lot of my like inner expectations, I guess, of what a relationship would look like. And the reality is that it is not his job to make me happy. (laughs) Yeah. And he is his own person and I am my own person and we have to navigate our way around that. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that becomes really difficult when you get married is that your lives are so intertwined that you know, you lose a little bit of the, you know, your identity. And then you realize like after a while, like, oh, I am still the same person, you know, like, Mm. and then you kind of, I feel like you come out of it at at some point if you realize it. Right. Yeah. Mm. And it's really about, I guess, getting to that stage sooner. Yeah. (laughs) So that you don't have to go through all the trauma to get you there. Yes. (laughs) The fourth thing that I was doing was I was treating intimacy as another thing on the to-do list. I made this assumption that, you know, we had a great sex life because I would let him, you know, do his thing without, you know, like, eh, (laughs) I don't, I don't really have to be enjoying it. Meh. But if you think of it from his perspective, that doesn't seem great enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, that's not really, I'm not really keen on that. Yeah, exactly. And then the fifth thing is an expectation. Like we've been together for 12 years. He should know. Mm-hmm. I was shooting all over the, over <laughs> the situation. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, all these things that I expected that he should be doing mm-hmm. without actually communicating any of it. Number six, he should know how to apologize. I always felt like he would never take responsibility for his, his actions. Basically he would apologize for making me upset or for the way that I reacted to what he was saying, but never to the actual thing. And so again, that was like this expectation and it would just blow things out rather than actually communicating (laughs) these, these things with him. Number seven, he should know what I need to feel loved. So for us, um, and I don't know about you, Amanda, if you know your love language, but when we figured that out, it was like a massive game changer for us. And if you're listening and you have no idea what that is, mm-hmm. um, you can do like a, there's a free quiz online where you can, you can just Google like your five love languages and figure out which one you are. Mm-hmm. I do know mine. Um, mine is definitely quality time. <laughs> and yes, my husband's okay. is 
acts of service. Mine is acts of service. Mm -hmm. And so when I, when I realized that if he just like helped fold the washing, (laughs) I was like, oh yes. Yes. You've made my entire week with like one, like folding three t-shirts. It's amazing. It's so true though. It's so weird that it like something that insignificant can make that big of an impact, but you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And when like awareness is like a massive deal here. So once you know that and you can communicate and you figure out like what the things are that actually make you feel loved and you can communicate that with your partner, (laughs) it's a real game changer. Um, uh, number eight, um, was why doesn't he, so things like blame come into this, like, why doesn't he take the rubbish out? Why do I have to keep asking him to do that? Why doesn't he fold the washing when he knows, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, all, all these stuff. things. Yeah. Yeah. Number nine was about holding him accountable. So, and what I mean by this is because he did have an affair, it would be so easy to bring it up all the time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that, that is not, that is not the way to do it. Yeah. So if you're actually genuine about wanting to move forward and make things better, then you have to not bring it up. <laughs> like, it's okay to acknowledge that certain things um, are still traumatic for you. Like this brings up some, you know, like I'm, I'm not ready to talk about that or, you know, that's still affects me. Yeah. But you don't use it like a weapon. You yeah. did this. So, you know. Yeah, I can I'm see that. Hold it against you forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's another form of blackmail, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not conducive to a healthy relationship. And then the last thing that I was doing was I was not picking an appropriate time to communicate or the idea of just not saying anything, which is another strategy. (laughs) So I have a habit of saying things like off the cuff, like, Mm -hmm. um, and, and not biding my time. (laughs) So it's important to, to say the things that you feel, but it's also important to say them at an appropriate time where you're both in a space to listen and hear each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those are the 10 mistakes that I made. And those are the things that I continue to work on (laughs) every day. Yeah. That's awesome. So I have a few questions. Sure. The first question is, do you feel like there are any mistakes that your husband was making at the same time, not including the infidelity that could have contributed to that as well? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. We are both responsible for the events that took place mm-hmm. and we both have to be accountable to that. But the thing that I focus on is that, cause I work specifically with moms mm-hmm is because it is so empowering when you take responsibility for these things, when you stop blaming others, when you stop expecting others to react or do things in a certain way, Mm -hmm. because 
you, yeah, you have no control. Yeah. Hmm. That makes total sense. What would you say to someone who is in a position where they have been the, I don't know what, if, would you call it the victim of infidelity? I don't know. That's like a weird word to use, but um, <laughs> their, their spouse it. has been unfaithful. Okay. Yeah. How do they make that decision as to whether or not to stay and try to work it out or to just say no? Is there a, like an easy guideline or, you know, like, I know there's not, um, I'm kind of like asking this to kind of bait you into giving us some more input into like how you made that decision. (laughs) So, okay. How did you make that decision? It was really just a gut decision, like an intuitive decision. I could feel deep down that like that he wanted it to work, like that we both still wanted this to work, that, that this was a moment, you know, like a, just a weak moment because of the circumstances that we were in and everything that was happening. It's not, it's not something he like went out seeking, I guess. Yeah. Because if things had been, if things had been good at home, then there wouldn't have been room for it. I very much believe in trusting your inner, your inner knowing. Yeah. And I mean, and, and what you're willing to put up with basically, because I mean, there's all different levels of, of what happens. Yeah. Um, And every situation is different. So there's no like, yeah, real answer for everyone. This is what you should do in that situation. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So again, it comes back to like that, that you've got a choice and you've got control over your own actions. Mm -hmm. Nobody else's. Yeah. If you are doing, you know, all the things that you want to be seeing in your relationship. Mm Mm-hmm and you're still not getting the results, then that may be where you start to question it. Yeah. But it makes sense. Yeah. But I, I do want the message out there that there is hope Mm -hmm. and you, you can make it work after, you know, any number of things happen. Yeah. I, I do. I do feel that we're all capable of terrible things as much as we don't want to admit it, but given the right circumstances, yes, we're all capable, which means we're all capable of the opposite as well, which Mm is experience love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Another question that I have is, do you feel like your relationship would be at the same strength had that not happened? No. Okay. That's very interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So as horrendous as it was to go through that, I am grateful for it because I have no idea where my relationship would be had I not gone through that. Mm -hmm. Like we would still be, we would either still be like arguing all the time and being in a negative place 
or worse. Yeah. Or just not together or yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that big moment is the life, the life changing moment that led our relationship to be the best it's ever been to save our family and also what brought me into this business. Yeah. That's awesome. What can we do then after either something like this happens or probably, especially after kids for this audience, because pretty much the entire audience is listening has children. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) we want to kind of figure out what are those things that we can do to reconnect, or is it those 10 things that we should work on in order to improve that connection and intimacy and, and just strengthen our relationship? Yeah. Well, I think the first thing is to really one, figure out what you want mm-hmm. and get really clear on it. Because if you want, if you want more love, if you want to feel like a team with your partner, if you, if you want to feel heard and understood and respected and all those things, which everyone to- wants, right? Like there's no, I don't, <laughs> I don't know anyone that doesn't want those things. So yeah. But you've got to, but you've got to get really clear on it and what that looks like and what you are doing to ensure you have those things. Okay. So if you want to be treated with love and respect from your partner, are you treating them with love and respect? And what does that look like for you? And what does that look like for them? Mm-hmm. So that is a great place to start. And I am an absolute believer. And it's not just because I do this as a business, but by getting support, because we should not be doing this alone. We definitely got help. Like I had, I saw a therapist on my own and we went to couples therapy together because we had all this trauma to, to overcome, but working with someone is just absolutely a game changer. And it makes it clear that you are not alone. Because like you said, at the very start, there aren't many people talking about this because it's still like, it's very taboo to talk about. It's also, it's also taboo to talk about getting therapy or seeking help because there's this expectation that we should be able to do it on our own, that, you know, that if I need help, then I'm obviously failing at life and at motherhood and there's all that guilt that comes in and yes. it's just this massive nasty cycle of unpleasantness Yeah, when it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. And you can, you can have joy. You can have a great relationship. Yeah. You can get the help you need and you can enjoy it what you right? want a lot yeah. quicker than suffering alone in silence, taking yeah the long road, which possibly could end in divorce. Yeah, exactly. And I love that you bring that up because I think that there are, there's some, at least I know I've had thoughts about it before, like, okay, if you're not going to be faithful, then you should just get a divorce, you know, like beforehand. Right. And like, I have many, many people in my inner circle who've all experienced this. Like, it's just, I think it's just something that happens. (laughs) I don't know if it's just our generation or what, but 
you know, like I have seen it and I've seen various different reactions, you know, like I've seen one person just pretend everything's fine and just hoard money for years. And then like a really long time, decade later, just leave, you know? (laughs) And then I've Mm. seen like, there's just so many different reactions. I've seen another person just like hate the spouse, like intensely and, you know, hold everything against them for the rest of, for a decade later, you know, even Mm. up till now. I mean, there's just so many reactions that I see. Mm. And of course, this is probably one of the best reactions that can happen and the best outcomes for the couple, because you work together, you make yourself stronger. So I find it very interesting that there's this huge spectrum and I feel like you're on one side of the spectrum and all those people that I just, you know, mentioned uh, like those experiences are on the far end of the other spectrum. And that's like the worst case scenario, but we all would probably want it to be the best case scenario what you're offering and what you're doing for women and for mothers is really powerful. So Mm, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've talked to like, it's when, when you share what's happened to you, that's Mm -hmm. when other people come out and say, Oh yeah, it's happened to me. And Oh yeah, it's happened to me. But the, the people that I've talked to that have also been through it, still a lot of fear around people knowing Mm-hmm. because yeah. there's so much judgment and people will say like, why did you stay? And, but let me just like, none of it matters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that matters is that you are doing what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And if you want to make it work, then that is great. Yeah because I am all about saving marriages and saving families. And on that note, also, I want to say that it did cross my mind before I started sharing this story so publicly, how it was going to impact my kids. Mm -hmm. So I'll just speak to that. Yeah. Because it is a, you know, there's still a bit of concern in the back of my mind because they're only three and five at the moment. Yeah. But when I think about what I really want my kids to understand is that we all make mistakes and the power is in owning those mistakes and moving forward from them. Mm -hmm. And my husband and I were both making mistakes at that time. Yeah. And we both love each other and want the most the best relationship and family that we will have forever. (laughs) We all want that. So that is, that's what keeps me going. Yeah. I love that. I absolutely love that. I think that's very admirable. And I really am impressed with you sharing your story because again, this is the first time we've ever talked about this and I've had Mm -hmm. close to a hundred guests, if not over a hundred guests so far. And it's, it's not talked about at all. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity to come in and speak to it. Yes, definitely. So I know you have a free gift for the audience. You want to tell us about what that is? Yes. So I have just come up with recently a, my five powerful divorce proofing habit. The free gift is a PDF download that goes through these five habits and a little bit about them and how you can use them to 
as I said, divorce proof your marriage. Mm, I love that. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you. And where is the best place for anyone to find you online? So um, my website is curiehoney.com. You can go on there. And also I appear most often on Facebook. Um, I have a Facebook community called Curious Community for Moms Wanting Clarity and Connection. So that is where I am present the most. And I do live trainings in there every week. Um, So yeah, you can find me on Facebook. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here and being our guest and sharing this with us. Thank you so much, Amanda. It's been an honor to be here. And I hope that all the ladies listening um, got something out of today's session. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Determined Mom Show. We appreciate you. And we would love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. This will help us reach as many other moms as we can. Don't forget to download your 10 things you should be doing to get more clients from Google search guide at rebrand.ly forward slash Google 10. 